0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another week of Growing with My Fellow Growers. This is your host, Jack Greenstock joined as always by an amazing panel. I'm going to pass it over first to Spartan Grown. Welcome back. Glad you're feeling better.
1: Thanks, Jack. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the well wishes that I got too. Um, I am feeling much better today, and uh, I'm happy to be here. If you want to get a hold of me, you can get a, the best is just an email address, spartangrown at gmail.com. Instagram has been really weird for me lately. I'm not getting all my messages, I'm getting partial messages. but. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram too at Spartan Grown, all one word. Either way, you should be able
2: to get a hold of me. And next up, we've got Dr. MJ.
3: Desperately trying to unmute his microphone. Hey guys, it's Dr. MJ Coco from CocoFeginWist.com. I, um, yeah, I'm excited to be out. This is my third show today. So I'm excited to be back on the air for more time. I hope my voice holds out, but. Go with love, everybody.
0: We're happy to have you back. And next up, Matthew Gates.
4: Hey, everyone. This is Matthew Gates. For those who don't know, pest management specialist. And uh, I'm also excited to talk about um, today's topic.
0: Next up, we've got Brandon Rust.
5: What's going on, everybody? Brandon Rust It's glad. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Uh, It's always good to nerd out on Sunday night cannabis uh for any of you guys who are interested you can check out the website earthworks.com. i got microbes you make fertilizers amendments i even have little bags of soil on there
0: good stuff happy to have you back and next up we've got noah the grower
2: how's it going everybody uh yeah i'm noah the grower on instagram you can find me there and uh happy to be here and get into it all you guys Happy to have you back. Hope you're feeling better as well. And uh, next up, we've got the American one.
6: Hello, Jack, panel, and everyone in chat. I am the American one, and it's always good to be here on Sunday. I'm the American one on YouTube, the American one underscore with underscore Keens on the IG. Most of you know where to find me. And yeah, it's great to be here. And I hope everyone had a great week. And looking forward to another better week.
0: We're happy to have you back. And I just wanted to kick off tonight's show and talk a little bit about. We're going to be discussing a specific cup that happened recently, but then maybe uh, addressing the question are cups even really the best option? Like, is that something that's good and that we want more of in the community? If it is, how can we do it properly? Uh, and if not, what are the alternatives? But since Brandon Rust is with us here tonight and he was just uh, not participating, but actively there at the Cowboy Cup down in Oklahoma. There's some controversy. Many of the people who listen to the show have probably seen on social media over the past week. There's been quite the meme fiesta calling out, and rightfully so, I think, um, the cup for how they handled the product and how they announced a certain section of the participants actually failed for mold and uh, bud rot, despite Wait, passing. No, no,
5: no, 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 no. Hold on, though.
0: State testing. That's and That's not entirely all that true. So I'll, I'll let Brandon take it away because I, I wasn't there. I, I, I don't have as clear. Yeah, you picture so man, as. here's the no thing. Man, so here's the, the, here's the bad, thing. The,
5: the, all of the samples were clean, had passed clean COAs, microbial for both the fungal microbials, mycotoxins, uh, pesticides. also Not just one,
1: way. two.
5: <laughs> um, and also the way that it works in Oklahoma, they have to be... Um, looked at under a lab too so Oklahoma uh, labs are required to look for foreign materials such as mold and other nasties I have an email I'm reading this off of it's uh, convenient to blame the labs really and the thing is like this Um, different farms different labs everybody who submitted had passed those now it's the gangiers who claimed that there was mold after the samples were originally judged by other participants, and then the the event uh, the event promoter he gave the the samples, which he claimed uh, he he was have you know they were too close, so they uh, to decide the winner, so they sent them to the Gangiers, who ended up disqualifying. I think uh, I think it was like twenty out of twenty three um samples because they had visual contaminations from mold that is what they claim now the farms that actually got pictures of the so-called mold they didn't receive anything like a jpeg image of their you know their sample with the mold they they got you know blurry screenshots of somebody's computer Right. And so one of the things that we're wondering is, you know, how can we verify this is even real? Because if we were able to get something like a JPEG, the actual picture that was taken with the microscope, we could look at the timestamp of things of that nature on it. But that's that's not the case. And so um, nobody has any answers. And that's the well, real and case. verify
0: that there's 20 different samples that all failed because they yeah, each have no- to individually have a picture of each one. And another mm-hmm. question, I, I, you had a live stream I watched. On your Instagram, which I suggest anybody who's curious about this goes and watches, because there's a lot of good information over there. But one of the things that came up, one of the cultivators said, "Okay, we have like 10,000 CFU for your general colony-forming units, and like one colony-forming unit of Aspergillus and other things will fail you immediately." And that's similar to how it is in California as well. But what he mentioned, which is possible, is let's say there was 5,000 colony-forming units or 9,000 colony-forming units of powdery mildew or bud rot, it would still technically pass. A, a very small trace amount will still pass. Not to say or advocate okay. that it's good to consume it, but a tiny amount can pass testing. So 10,000 is a very low bar. So if it's visually detectable or smelling it is detectable, then you know it probably, what I think happened personally from a third-party right. outsider of the event, Turn I think that the, the, the chain of custody was an issue. I'll let you go in just a second, Tao. I think that there was a chain of custody issue. I think when the cultivators took those samples and sent them to the labs, they spent money to get the lab tested. They spent money to enter this cup. I don't think that 20 out of 23 people are going to send a sample that had bud rot or mold. These are experienced cultivators. People are like, oh, it's Oklahoma. So they're trying to shit on them because it's a new market, which is fucked up. Some of these people have been doing it for over a decade. So fuck everybody's spitting in the face of these cultivators. Secondly, I just think the chain of custody was never verified where did the bud go how was it stored and how long was it stored for and what were the temperature humidity light all that stuff plays a factor and it sounds like it just went to this guy's house and it was packed in a facility that was like a lettuce processing facility which no no no, no, have- no, 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 no it's not no,
5: no, it's a lot no so there, there's a dispensary where that samples were turned in because for chain of custody. It has to be transferred through metric, which means it has to be tested. Testing has to be compliant and it has to be passed before they can, before those farms can turn their samples over to a third party.
6: That being said, Hold on one second. Can I ask the two quick questions? One. So when they get tested, you know, like uh, Jack saying it could have a small amount that um, could still blow up or whatever. When you get the test back, does it say like found, uh non-detectable amount or found trivial amount of whatever and the second thing can we please say allegedly uh disqualified samples or something like that because yeah they passed legal lab testing so but that's the the whole
5: issue that's the whole issue with the scenario is that now there is a portrayal there's this image and the thing is that there's not right. any real clear indication that any of these samples had a, a, ever failed and and it's on the contrary that exactly. they, that they actually did pass but everybody's now right. thinking so. that Oklahoma, you know, and it's like that is the it, that is the <laughs> issue at hand is that they created that that uh that that image you know what i mean and on the back of it tried to
0: sell hey you need to sign up for our three thousand five (laughs) hundred dollars certification to become a gangier which is like a sommelier for cannabis and then we'll teach you how to grow bud without mold was like the pitch that one of the gangier spokespersons went up and said wow But to my
6: point does the labs tell you that they found a little bit of something i i haven't seen
5: anybody's lab
6: tests okay
0: but I agree well, with you about uh, it. Should we should say allegedly failed we, because it's on them have... to have the burden of proof to show that it failed. Yeah. They should be able to present photos of that yeah. bud. They yeah. Said, oh, it's contaminated. We're not going to smoke it. So here is the contaminated sample. Give it back to the cultivator. Show them my it's my contaminated.
6: Was, they let people have go through the whole judging process before they said or before anyone noticed that it was tainted of some sort? If they said it's odd said to visually, me, someone else must have been able to see it visually as well. The thing. The things, and These for people are. not And, and, you know, half of the growers there came from California, so there's no, you know, they're not uh, rookies in in the scene either. A whole bunch of them, from what I understood, at least definitely some of them that were a part of this fairly, quote, failure were, were from Cali, so they know what they're looking at too, you know? Well, and then there was, was other things life. like
0: people invested money into the cup who won places because they spent money on advertising, which is like every single cup since like the original high times. If you spent a shit ton of money on advertising, you usually end up placing or winning. So, Brandon, could you talk a little bit more about that? Because I heard behind the scenes that there was people who didn't fail this alleged testing that were passed.
5: I, I don't I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think it I, I think it was just chance. Like I said nobody has any actual evidence of the fact that they failed other than their word and then some you know they sent photos that aren't correlated to anything you know to these farmers and one of the farmers is like that's he's like look dude we fucking grow this for for making hash it's like although we submitted a sample like we're hash makers we know what we're, you know we know what our weed looks like because we have to measure our trichome density you know the density of our trichomes we're looking at the size of our stock we're looking at like he's like that's not even our weed they we have instances like that happening Whole things just really really yeah. fishy you know it's really
4: i fishy. haven't I, I haven't made a point uh you know a super, like I had, a, I had a point that i wanted to make about this which i think has not really been addressed anywhere that i've seen so far uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist i just haven't seen it maybe but that's you know the one to do with the pathogen, like what Tao said, you know, like it's not like it says zero. It's not like the CFU is zero. There's a there's an allowable tolerance, right? Now, not and I'm not defending that that is like a, a like an amazing or great thing, but I think it's a realistic thing. The thing is that these spores are fucking everywhere. What's surprising to me about this situation is that. Uh, people don't realize the very basic biology of some of these molds that we're talking about. Some of it, we don't know, like you said, Brandon, and perhaps it's not super important to some people, but to me, I'm very curious, what were these molds? Because if it's some sort of necrotroph that was invisible up until harvest and even then past that, you know, like when you have these spores, they can still germinate. Some of these fungi can germinate on a dead host. Um So really, the case of it is how you store um, the the product and also what you're looking at right before you're opening and and judging and that sort of thing. And just very surprising to me that these things aren't accounted for, because much like how if you go to a baker, I feel, and you get a loaf of bread and you don't uh, finish all of it and it starts to mold over, you don't go to the baker and say, hey, if I was immunocompromised, I could have died. Because there were spores there. They didn't come out of nowhere. It's not, it's not spontaneous generation, right? It's because they're already there. And what you're trying to do is, like, it sounds gross to say, but you're breathing in spores, you're eating spores all the time. And what you really don't want to do is eat the mold that produces mycotoxins. And in this case, this is different from with cannabis, but I'm talking specifically about bread and that. And that's metaphor. why
5: and that's why we have testing for mycotoxins. Exactly. And we have a very low threshold. You know that ten thousand CFU is is I think lower than most states have.
0: Me- Michigan think- used to have fifty for rec and ten for medical if I'm remembering correctly. Spartan could correct me though.
4: Ten CFUs or ten thousand?
1: Ten thousand. Sorry, that's on the medical yeah. side. On the rec- rec- recreational side, yeah, that was it was up to a hundred thousand. So that just goes to show what Brandon was saying.
0: Ten K is pretty low, even from that standpoint and they are also testing for the things i think personally the flower should have been marked as contaminated in the jar that it was contaminated in and returned to the grower so they could visually inspect it themselves
4: yeah so it was surprised. contaminated
0: who's going to want to consume it it shouldn't have been consumed what do they do throw it away like they could give it back to them and say hey look this is why yeah. you failed this is exactly look at it and then they could make the argument okay maybe that happened during the uh chain of custody but the
5: problem and the, the real issue is this right so they create this they create this scenario where they not only slander all of the farms, but they create this image within the community and even in, in, in other places where they're looking at Oklahoma and saying, oh, they can't, they don't have the capacity awesome. to do this. When it's just not, when that, that's a falsehood, you know?
4: I also but, think that the, uh, point, the point that we <clears throat> given to you about moisture level, like, oh, it's a few percentages higher and that's going to be a big deal sure but like on top of that like again how you're storing it is a big factor there as well like you know i think that it's really hard to say i think it's just sort of i just feel like that's sort of a poor i don't agree with that point like oh it's one or two percentage points more that they accept in oklahoma (coughs) than some other place so therefore you know everything but you already knew what the rules were when you were collecting the samples i just feel like that's such a like that was already the case. Weird,
6: the water the
3: it's
4: all, it, it it's this, right? There was never
5: any, it's always just, it, it was the blame that was placed, right? It was the labs, right? At first it was the farmers and then it was the labs. And then it was the, the, then it was the legislation supporting the labs, right? Like, oh, well, you guys are allowing this type of testing and this and this, right? So there wasn't any accountability on the fact of what they had done. And they're always going to be like, they're going to defend what they did until the, you know, and it's, and then there was a lot of, so there was a lot of. What do
3: you think happened, Brandon? And what's your explanation for this? Do you think that it wasn't actually moldy or do you think that it was moldy, but that, that was a custody issue? What do you, what, what do you think happened or do you think like they just made it up to make, to sort of sell themselves as better at this? I'm, I'm trying to just put together that's that's the thing.
5: Nobody knows. These are the facts, though, right? There's no proof that the weed was moldy, God. and it uh, and the tests say no.
6: That, that everything was clean, all, right. All, There's let no. Let me interject. but I don't think all twenty, like I don't think a preponderance of people that were going to put in samples. Like I could see, like someone else was saying, if it was twenty percent of the samples failing, that would be one thing. But to have 20 like out of 23 of claimed yeah failed and um they all passed double lab tests and these people grow like that's what they do i don't think there would be that high percentage personally and um the fact that there was the really unprofessional thing is that they called out the farmers right. saying they didn't know what to do and they didn't source the, the cause of the contamination first he, like, so that They
3: didn't back up so work or, shot any group or any of that and made some broad accusations that they couldn't sort of be verified or backed up, right? I, I'm just wondering if we're thinking more that they just made the whole thing up or we're thinking that the the mold happened post-testing or I guess what they're accusing is the mold happened pre-testing and there's just problems with the waste it's grown and tested in Oklahoma. Well, this is it. Yeah.
5: According yeah. according to the Ganges, they would have you believe that all the farmers in the labs are in cahoots, and they shouldn't be allowed to like choose their own product to send to the lab, you know. And you know, the only thing that they did at the very end was say, "Oh, sorry, sorry, we went up there and did that, and that was the end of it." Hold but, on, they, but they
3: chose their own product to send to the cup, too, right? What's that? I mean, they yeah. chose their own product to send to the, the competition
5: no 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 they were just
3: there as like celebrities right uh, no but the farmers no, no, no. you're saying the cultivators, the, farmers. the cultivators they selected the yeah, sample yeah, sent they to the lab they didn't get randomly sampled just like
0: they submit the, the sample to the contest I agree yeah. yeah you're right Dr MJ on that fact
3: okay right so that it shouldn't be different if you're saying the only reason you pass testing is because you get to select the stuff that gets sent to harvest you'd be like yeah I also selected the stuff that I sent to the cub and now you're telling me that's all moldy so it's like that's not that is and weird. on that brandon's is live one of the
0: cultivators a, f- a female cultivator came on with a 40 or 60x scope on a big digital screen broke open a bunch of buds said this is the same bag from my sample and showed off like 30 buds for 10 minutes straight and you could not see a speck of mold mildew or bud rot on any of their buds
3: right I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards something might have happened post testing well that's like, what they were saying they were saying samples.
5: chain of custody right and and mm. here's the th- this is the thing. So if you know the host had a couple of sample kits back at his at his house or whatever that he had kept there that were just unopened, right? And then they go through all the procedures with all the rest of the testing, and then maybe whatever, a couple like a day before the event happens, the the celebrity judges come out and look at those tests boxes that have never been opened that are that you know who knows what have happened to them and they disqualify on that basis that's a different story that's that is a contamination a storage and contamination issue on the event hosts point of view
0: but well and soil king to further also- to, to back that fact he said himself he was not a judge and there was an extra judge's kid that was left at the house which like you said what type of precautions was it in an air conditioned unit from the car to when he he picked up the sample to his house, was it air conditioned at the house? Like what were the conditions it was in? And like you're saying, those samples may have never gone off to the other levels of testing that the other ones did for the cup. So it could be those few samples that they looked at that may have gotten contaminated because they sat in a terrible environment for, for whatever reason, for how long and all the other samples may have been perfectly fine. So, they may very well have seen mold they very well have smelled mold and bud rot but it could have just been on a small section of samples that were mishandled and then to apply that onto because oh this bud was out under, of the same batch we're gonna my understanding
5: that is that that they had already been previously judged on before the gangier group arrived to oklahoma and then somehow they were rejudged and and failed but and but the, here re, like i said though Nobody knows, and will never fucking know, because nobody, uh, uh, like all the farmers, they can prove they they're passing COAs, but what the but yeah. what, what the what the Ganges haven't provided what is you know time-stamped JPEG images of when they yeah. took these photos and 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 had like classification of whose product was what, what samples were what. There's no type of identification. We'll never know. Uh, it, chain of custody,
4: or whether
0: even, even if they had the photos of each bud HD high resolution of each farmer of all 20 that said these failed,
4: it does I don't think
0: well. it's proof that the farmer turned in moldy bud. You could no, take not. a sample and then go and get it moldy, you could literally well, subject yeah. it to mold.
3: Well, There's man, three I was reasons trying to could make- have happened after, after the case. So I think we need to keep in mind sort of all of them. There's I, four reasons. Uh, either the bud was just poorly produced, right, which seems to be the only explanation that, that they're wanting to focus on, that is poorly produced. But it could have been an accident post-testing. It could have been sabotage post-testing. Or there could have been fraud. And generally, when you're trying to accuse somebody else of poor performance, you need to back yourself up so they can't affuse, accuse you of sabotage or fraud. And it sounds like they don't have anything to to bat away the accusations of sabotage or fraud. So they're more sort of culpable or look more culpable, I think, than the farmers do in this case. You're not gonna blame you're not gonna blame 20 individual, or what was it, 30? How many failed?
0: 20 out of 25. Uh, 20
3: you're not going to blame 20 individual farmers. It's a lot par- more parsimonious to just blame one custodian that either had an accident, sabotage, or fraud.
0: The simplest possible yeah. solution is often, I think it's called Occam's Razor, right? It's yeah. often the yeah. correct
3: one. Exactly. That's the, the quest for parsimony. Like a simple solution, right? You have the 20 The least things. assumptions. Well, yeah. and let's,
0: let's just look at who the ganja is in the first place. Like To well, sell these people a $3,500- hey, Wait, I want to make them. a point. I want to yeah. make a
4: point, if that's okay.
0: Go ahead.
4: Sorry, because it's very, but it, it, it buttresses really well with what Dr. Coco was just saying, which is that and like the point I was making uh, earlier is that like you can have some of these molds grow from tissue that you would never be able to see visually. And if you had you, and if you had consumed it, um, you know, that organism is not like, it isn't like active. It's in a dormant stage, a very dormant stage. You know what I'm saying? And so like, it's totally possible that um, if you had had this product, cause these are like, cause these are fungi that will break down the plant when it dies. Right. But it has, it uh, might have other effects or other, um, sort of a relationship with the plant when it's alive. So like, that's a thing that I think is like, maybe it's a little bit esoteric, but you know, it's totally possible that, you know, these plants were, or the, the, this harvester product was absolutely viable as a product, but then, you know, because of like like dr coco says something happening post-testing you know could cause it to because that's not a very long time for it to be it's long enough for a problem to happen but at the same time some bud is stored for longer than that time and doesn't have mold right so like it's very hard to really know what happened. and on the, on the it
0: same- seems to me like if they had a batch like okay the farmer smits an ounce or however much the package was they put it and into it a judge's ounces. kits two ounces okay now they're breaking that down into i don't know 10 grams or five grams or how many grams each per each judge when they separated it out that is easily the spot that could have caused the contamination of uh, contamination all it takes is one yeah. of all them. all the
3: samples contaminated does anybody Can we call back any of those other kits
6: and test them well i was going to ask if the display mm. case had them all in there people will they did through to they the were all, the, they on, were the all on display. <clears throat> all so that's of one the samples that were disqualified.
5: Were all on the. Anything display. left? Are you serious? The
6: question, yes. Hold on. Was, graduates of the Gangier group were a part of the real judge team, right?
0: Yes, they were a large part of the panel.
6: Yeah. So, and I know the celebrity quote, celebrity judges came in and condemned it, but the 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 Gangier- Graduates, some of them were actually the real judge for the entire thing, right? So, yes. where was their expertise during this? If, if it was tainted during the sample, well, they portion. said it was they found was like, it was
0: tainted and then they went to the experts for a second opinion to like verify mm-hmm. it,
5: is what uh, the no, Gangier's.
6: Yeah, no, 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 no. But, he
5: said that after the initial judging, they went to the Gangier to make the final assessments to see who would place. That's what I was told.
0: Oh, okay. I'm just saying what I, I heard from, I'm out here in California. Sorry, I have I'm nothing gonna, to do with this. Go ahead. I somebody. was going to
1: say the Gangier program fucking soon later partnered with a fucking gigantic piece of shit company that lobbies to get rid, rid of homegrown. So yeah. I give, yeah. yeah. give a fuck what else they stand for at this point. <clears throat> uh, I don't care about the Gangier program and that's my opinion.
0: Well, I don't know. I think that they're just ripping money out of people's pockets because I don't think that anybody fails. I think you pay thirty five hundred dollars, you sit through a weekend with them, and then they say you're a gangier. You're now an expert because we sat and told you, "Oh, this one smells like lemon, and this is what mold looks like." And so now
6: you're an expert. These things in a weekend, but you can't can't identify. You can't the the lifestyle of living weed in a weekend.
1: Well, do you think it's coincidence that the gangier, which wasn't, in my opinion, super well respected in the field as of yet. Or even heard of by the general public, um, all of a sudden, com- you know, combines forces with this gigantic MSO. Do you think that that they made it might have had to made a big PR push to get their name in the news and get talked about so that they can make that happen? Well, and especially with contamination, because then but... they're going
0: to be like, oh, now look at these home growers and small growers don't know what the fuck they're doing. You need to leave it to the cure leaves and these hey, big so MSOs. I
3: mean, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Which they already pushed.
5: Push push. push hey, listen to, this. listen to this. Listen to this. This is what they want. Okay. So this is my, Yeah, that's think, true.
4: Wait, Dr. Coco makes a great point. This is
5: Carly's theory.
4: I think they want to pasteurize weed just like they pasteurize our milk, all of all of agriculture.
0: They do in Canada.
1: Yeah, you have to
6: hunt out the ones
2: that are
6: remediated in Canada. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what they're pushing for on the commercial end of things. Well, speaking of pasteurization, we could talk about people involved who are in that business too
0: the yeah. soil king can remediate there's <laughs> another uh, conflict of interest right there he yeah, has a company that directly sells a product to remediate moldy product so he's going to then try and follow it up i don't think, think says, hey, that's true anymore he's hit on his page it says soil king can remediate on the instagram page it's directly he on- claims
6: he's gotten out of that business in oklahoma anyway yeah, he yeah. because
0: he he was saying, oh, I would yeah. do a pound, and then they would submit a twenty-five pound sample, and that's his own projection. He does this shit in California with people here. He's gotten busted for doing shit like this here in the past. He has a terrible reputation in the cannabis really? space for lots of different things. Uh, he's yeah. called out for not making his own soil as one thing. The soil king. I mean, this guy is—he hooked up with Subcool's wife like very shortly after they split. Uh, pretty underhanded, like person not to drag extra shit into this, but he's a dirtbag. He even said it himself in one of the fucking videos. There's so much projection with this guy. It's crazy. He's made five official statements. Like, Let that show you that he's the corporate sellout. No one else, Brandon never said official statement. None of the people that came on his live said official statement. He's working with these big corporate MSOs. So he's trying to write these legal statements out that put the least amount of implication on himself and his crew as possible. And then he says, oh, let's just say Protect the patients. Protect the patients, it's, man. No it is it's such the same a reason, corporate it's the same reason why they didn't
5: go on Future <laughs> Canvas yeah. project because they had. I was personally attacked by by uh, Soil King, and I was also personally attacked by Wendy's husband. And he was in my DMs, you know, saying, "You won't, you know, let's go live, let's go, you know, let's go." And I was like, "I got no problem with it." And so I scheduled that and. They all canceled last minute. They're like, "No, we're not going to go on. We're not going to go and talk about this." They, like, they didn't want to have an you. open dialect, a, a dialect, about it. After all that, may I, may I ask, that. may I ask what they said? Well, uh, Patrick said that uh, he made a post on his feed that said that I was high and mighty, and that I had uh, arsenic contamination in my soil, and that uh, I, uh, the farms that I work with, all fail and everything like that. So
0: he went on. Which He, he was saying mean. Bud Rot, Brandon, and he said that you I that, prevent too. bugs at your farm and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, And then he deleted the post because he can't fucking substantiate any of those fucking claims. And he knows that it's slander. I wish I would have screenshotted it because it's fucking slander and defamation. And he oh, be held. a lot of people
5: did. He should be held. A lot held. of people did.
0: Okay, well, I, then I he did, should uh, be uh, held accountable because...
3: Yeah. But it. it's yeah. well, well, the, was the same thing, this is you a know. a publicity stunt, and it feels like it might be. Um, It really feels like it might be we are publicity and we're sort of falling into the, the trap, raising the profile, raising the name, popularizing the name, spreading the name, all of that is probably what one of the goals of moves like this are so. I know the same spirit is sort of like don't feed the trolls. I, uh, I it's, don't. Uh, it's I'm, really I, I don't interesting just too. People I think that no
0: one in our community state. is going to spend thirty five hundred dollars to sign up to be considered a cannabis expert by the Gangier, and it will probably help. Hopefully, make them skeptical of any of these other groups that well, come I'm, and say, "Hey, you can be an expert if you spend X amount of dollars with us, and we'll consider you an expert after however okay. long."
3: A lot of the way memory works, people. I mean, it just sort of. That's why people say any publicity is good publicity, uh, you true. know, because getting your name out there means people are familiar with your name, and they'll the, it'll strike a sense of familiarity even when they've forgotten sort of why they're familiar with it. Um, and Throw you, you that to Hitler.
1: Well, say uh, so it works <laughs> yeah, in the opposite direction this, too. I mean, right. I'll never forget the Ganji the program. <laughs> Just because yeah. what, I, what I do on, on the side, fighting against MSO, fighting against people yeah. trying to put poor money into taking homegirl rights away. So for me, it's a personal thing and I'll forever remember it. But those yeah, at home that had Godwin's Law on the roof to
3: link it to that. So that, yeah. that we can give it that. Um yeah, I don't want people being like, Oh, this is curious. I wonder what they, these people are all about. I mean, if they're doing that, just so people talk about
0: I do that, agree. So it's best be- to focus on the positive. And the, the whole point, I guess, with this is are cups, even the right solution. Since the mm-hmm. high times cannabis cup in 1988, there was debate whether it was bought and paid for by the biggest sponsors based on the biggest seed comp. like skunk number one, won in 1988 in Amsterdam, and it was, uh, you know, Sensi seed bank or whoever spent the most money on the advertising. And There's questionable wins with a lot of these cups throughout time. And I heard a suggestion that I actually like that something that within our own communities we can do, which I've seen like Spartan Grown did like the Fino hunt challenge with 2020 Mendocino. They all hunted for the best cut of snow cane. And then the winner was ended up being bred with. So it's a community effort. Everybody comes together. And although there is somebody who gets selected as a winner, everybody gets to enjoy the product. Like the people that grew got to have samples of all the other growers cuts. So I think that there's positive ways to go about doing these things. And like, even if you don't win the thing, quote unquote, you can make these like enjoyable experiences for everyone where it doesn't feel like a, a pissing contest for lack of a better term, where it's like, oh, I grew the best, I grew the best, whatever, even like the the grow off, like what they do is just base it straight on the numbers. So everybody gets the same cut and then they do highest terpenes wins for most flavor and highest cannabinoids wins for most potency, which I think a lot of people actually <laughs> would pick stuff that isn't the. Highest potency and the highest terpene percentage. But every single cup is going to have different controversy. I think that um, trying to figure out better ways to ultimately, what is it trying to do? A cup is trying to highlight like good genetics, ultimately, like it's trying to highlight good cultivators and people that are doing something well. So there's a lot of more collaborative ways that we can do this that don't become uh, things that get bought out so consistently because cup after cup after cup, it's like how many years does it go before it becomes a corporate sellout? Unfortunately, it happens to almost all of them. Like the Emerald Cup 10 years ago, I think was a lot different than the Emerald Cup last year or the years before, which a lot of people would tend to agree with. But it's like good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, that's the way the world, things are becoming more corporate. It's becoming more legal. So it's going to be that way on the larger scale. But at our scale, we can have smaller craft events. Like another one that I have some respect for and not that I like love is genetics or his seeds, but I think the way that the cup was run was cool. The Adam Dunn invitational um, the people that grew all had like a token and they all went around. Each person had a jar. You smoke a little out of the jar and the best jar, you drop your token and and whoever gets the most tokens at the end wins. Or like whatever jar is empty first wins because that is the one that clear the but you only have like one vote and everybody only gets one vote and it's a bunch of growers together. And even that can be biased because it's like, you know, oh, I like that person or whatever, but as best you can keep them anonymous, like empty jar <laughs> numbers. Uh, Only one person, like ways to avoid some of the controversy that we just saw, having a good chain of custody, keeping it refrigerated in a a climate controlled area with a third party person who's not, you know, ideally um, uh, biased, you know, who can be uh, influenced an outside person um, or just a standard, you know, like keeping it below 60 degrees at 60% relative humidity or whatever the ideal agreed upon condition for the storage, but even within that, there has to be a relatively short turnaround time because like we were talking about, it could have 1,000 CFU on the day it was tested. And then the next day it could have 2,000 and the next day it could have 6,000 and then 8,000 and then 10,000 and 100,000. Like the, the way that these things bloom, like if you've ever seen a, a pond with algae growing, you look at it like the first day, there's a little bit, and the next day there's a little bit more. And it like, the, the rate isn't, it expands at a, a much more rapid rate than you might expect like it's not uh multiplying at a consistent rate it gets as there's more of it it can expand more so
3: you know i just i agree with everything you're saying other than i wanted to say i don't think it's very common that you know you get properly dried bud that then sort of breaks out i mean it's common if it's not properly dried i i suppose or other things like that but I mean, I, don't, I just don't see this happening to most of the growers that I know on a consistent basis. It would be baffling that it happened to 90% of the entrants in a in a contest if everything else was sort of as it should be.
0: Well, and yeah, if, even if it does for me, fail. I've had
4: stuff that's that's been like older than a year that I like might have been forgotten about. It. it was packaged. I've not even opened and like it didn't mold over so Right. right. Yeah, hair.
3: Matthew. How common is that? I mean, what Jack said. I don't know how. I don't really broke, know. But like, I just don't just... actually. Rep- representatively, I really couldn't say.
4: But in my own personal experience, I feel like it's not that common for me. Right. I would I think it think...
6: have to be quite wet to continue to, yeah. to multiply. You know, quite yeah. wet. Yeah. The
0: conditions that they we were talking about last week. How like if you're in Florida and you bust open a jar of dry bud and it's really like 100% humidity, that bud becomes like damper. So if the environment which they packaged the samples in was extremely moist for some reason, like 100% relative humidity or very, very high, all those properly moisture samples could have just taken in way too much moisture in an improperly packaging setting. Like for whatever reason, when they were packaging or there could have been direct, like one, let's say one of the samples was for sure um, contaminated. And that was the first one that they busted out, roll it out onto the table and they start packaging it up let's say the next ones are all going right on top of that in that right. workspace. Um, that would be like fingers, the only Same way.
6: fingers touched every sample.
0: Yeah. Didn't change gloves, didn't wash hands, things like that. Like um, when you're having a third party handle it that much to break it down into like, if, if they know it's going to be broken up into a certain amount of judges, kits, have the grower break it up individually into the packaging already so that you don't even have to do this and avoid, And again, I'm just trying to weed out any possibility of future fuckery because this is unacceptable in my opinion. And like, especially the way that it was handled to like go on in front of a bunch of their consumers, like the people that are fans of these growers that have been using their stuff for years now in Oklahoma, going to dispensaries, getting their product that's tested, using it, enjoying it and trusting it. And now some of them, a percentage of them, maybe a large percentage of them feels that they're not comfortable with using that product anymore and brandon had people on their live saying they've already lost uh certain dispensaries because of this event the fallout which i think is completely ridiculous but it's it's sad to hear that there is that fallout it is a real impact on people's livelihoods. yeah there needs to be
3: more pushback of proof of proof of what happened i mean otherwise yeah. i i don't know why you know if there's one Agent in a multi-agent arrangement like this, that's claiming something terrible happened and they're offering no evidence. I and mean, yeah, you think sort of okay, was this sabotage? It doesn't have to be sabotage, just, it could just be blatant fraud. Why go through the trouble of sabotaging something if you don't need to produce evidence of anything, right? So yeah. I would want more taken off of, of that side. Prove your accusation. He you can't he can't just make a blanket accusation and say, I have no proof. Um, I feel like having just a bunch of people like just
4: sort of, I don't know, we don't know, but like if it's just sort of willy nilly, uh, you know, just haphazardly put together or organized in that way, and there's not a whole lot of like you're saying sort of official documentation that goes
3: along with it. Well, that was just yeah. based on what brandon was saying i mean it didn't yeah. sound like they were offering anything in terms of proof just like oh no it was moldy trust us we know mold when we see it we saw mold exactly it, like that's it so 28 people are done i'd be like bullshit like show me mold otherwise i'm calling shenanigans this yeah, is why the fallout has exactly.
0: been so i would say pretty you know immense people have been rightfully pissed off and uh i think that we've definitely given it plenty of time so far. Okay. And I think maybe focusing, like, I want to pass it to Spartan grown and, and talk a little bit more about that 2020 phenol hunt you did, because I actually just, uh, got seeds from Spartan grown of the snow cane cross. So I'm really excited to grow those in the future. And I'd love to hear a little bit more just as we, we could flash back to the past to a positive phenol hunt and, and describe kind of a, I, I kind of gave a 20,000 feet overview, but, um, how it went down and maybe who participated and, uh, how everything worked out.
1: And that was a long, that was. 2019 um is when I started growing that crop. And it was 2020 when I think we had the award ceremony. But that was <laughs> shit. I remember we got packs that I think they were they were a good size seed pack. I think it was 15 to 20 seeds. It was a good amount of seeds and they were feminized. So you had to run you had a good amount of phenols that you could probably find. Um I just popped them all and uh just picked out the weird ones, right? So don't pick out the ones that were exactly like all the other ones, knock all them out. Um, as far as terpenes profiles went, the, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of like, uh, what, was the, what, what was, was the cross? Can you tell the people the cross? I'm trying to think. I don't know what the cross Pineapple tie, sour, strawberry. Okay. Pineapple tie, sa- sour, strawberry. And um, so I think a lot of my phenols were coming out like the strawberry fruity kind of side so i um only had a few express that i'm assuming was the pineapple tie leaner and um out of those out of the pineapple tie leaners i picked the more free of them so that doesn't make sense i know but um the uh the pineapple tie turps weren't pleasant to me that, that that weren't that that pleasant but the uh frost production was ridiculous just stupid and so with the snow cane that i ended up submitting um there's actually two that i was thinking of submitting because they said at the last minute we could submit two if we wanted to um but i had one that was just like one of the strawberry ones and then i had this one that i ended up submitting which was more the pineapple tie leaner but when you smoked it you could still flavor wise you could still it was like the very end like after you've blown out the smoke and what you're left in your mouth you could get a little strawberry but it was mostly that Thai and I wouldn't even say pineapple I would just say thai, kind of more Thai flavor but it and it was subtle though it wasn't super super punch you in the face but what I loved about it as far as the plant went grew was was it was a, sh- a short stout plant like I like and dense like ridiculous dense buds that were just frosty as fuck so yeah i was a little lacking on on the, the, i felt on the turf department but uh everything else was like checking the boxes for me and it even even got a little bit of color um it never got all the way purple but you could get a little like a, a piece of purple and a nug something uh here and there so when i submitted it there was a bunch of people that started but you know of course there's a bunch at the beginning that buy the the buy in or whatever get the seeds but then by the time you get to harvest and, and get to the awards, ceremony, I think there was only four or five of us left that were still in contention. And um, I wish I could remember, everybody. I can remember the second place winner because um, at the awards ceremony, one of the deals was, was with your submission. So a couple of weeks before the, the award ceremony, I think it was a month before, you had to uh, not only submit your flower sample, but you submitted two clones of the plant that you got that flower off of. Because the deal was the participants, when you left, you left with a winning cut, no matter what, whether it was yours or somebody else's, which I thought was super cool. So that way everybody, you know, everybody had the winning cut when they got the walk out with. But I do remember one of my competitors was Translate Gardens because they were the second place winners. And when I was smoking through the samples, because they had them all there, too, some of the safflower samples. uh that was the one I would have picked. That was the one I liked. I liked that one, so I knew that was my my uh, my closest competition in my eyes. And uh, apparently, everybody agreed because the, he was the one that came in second. Um, and they said it was really close too. So it wasn't like I was far out in the lead. But I think what set me above was the um, was was not going for not chasing Terps because I think that's what everybody was going to do when you when you're running the same strain. Terps is what's going to and, and terps are important, don't get me wrong, but I knew it was the same strain. So they're going to be fairly close on the terpene department. So uh, I was wanting to get the best, like most potent, crazy, frosty plant to to bring out, you know, whatever that plant was going to bring out. But long answer long, I, I don't think cups are really, cups are just seems like to me, I was never interested in cups ever never interested in in cups because it's some other person's opinion and I don't give a fuck what their opinion is I care what my opinion is I care if I like the weed you know a lot of people tell me this weed's great or that weed's great and I just don't agree and vice versa though vice versa too and you know there's weed that I think is great that other people laugh at so I think just inevitably if you look at it like that it's just a colossal waste of time to even get all excited about a cup where you're going off to somebody else's opinion what makes their opinion better than yours? Yeah. Taste is so relative. And I think that's a perfect sort
0: of uh, transition into it's not a cup, but I want to shout out one of our longtime listeners, Crispy Wannabe. And this is a photo from not a cup, but a grow along. Dr. MJ did the solo cup grow off. And uh, that's, it's just getting people to grow along together in a similar style. This was actually grown in a solo cup, but put into a coconut to replicate Dr. MJ's (laughs) book cover, which when I saw this, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> that is so well done Is crispy it? my hat is off to yeah. you and smart poker <laughs> i saw this and it literally like it warmed my heart i was like wow that is just like when you see it put together like that sometimes you just gotta hats off props much respect and they're big uh fans of dr mj and coco for Cannabis is way over there so it was I a good that. homage
3: That is so awesome. I mean, everybody can appreciate the awesomeness of that picture, but Crispy Wannabe is just the absolute treasure of the community. So thank you for doing that. She is. And it's a
0: perfect way to highlight the grow alongs because I don't, the only people that like you, you can win lights and stuff, but it's like for participating and like best grow me. And there's like, it's not just about like who had the best plant. It's about being like a good community member and, and being supportive of others. And, Really, doing what makes everybody feel good.
3: Let me just say that that's one of the things that I was thinking about in this whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, that's what you what. This is the type of thing that happens when you do competitions, right? Everybody kind of wants to win and wants to like you get an adversarial relationship with other people. So we try to really absolutely take a different approach where we're doing collaborations, where we're doing you know trying to to grow together and take a a collaborative relationship
6: instead of an adversarial relationship with everybody. Um, I I agree. The people who are competing aren't going at each other. Let me just point that out too. I got to give these farmers a lot of credit that. Yeah. I I could just imagine myself in that place. And that's why I was so like, like they didn't even try and find the source of the contamination. Like nothing was done first, not even a trivial overlook of what possibly could have happened. This person saw uh, tainted something, maybe one sample. I doubt it was all 20, but whatever. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it was all 20. And then they get on stage at the at the award ceremony and tell the farmers, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. And That's you, the you have and tainted the material. Proof. So And Soil King yeah, said he only just, saw you know, three tainted samples. I mean, you just can't
3: like, do so. that. You should be, you need to be able to back that up if you're yeah. going to make. And it wasn't
6: and- even the. The competition that they're fighting against each other like former a mono farmer it's a totally different situation no, i, still, I but understand but i still think that stuff.
3: that that type yeah. of thing happens like the whole motive to even be thinking about like sabotage or fraud or whatever is because it's a right. environment. Yeah. it's a cutthroat especially People with business the who wins
4: well especially with now. names and, and highlighting those names right it's, it's super in my opinion it's, it's very contrived like You can have, I guess, you you can have connoisseurship in the same way that you can enjoy, um, you know, really anything, actually, any kind of art, any kind of creation, uh, and even something devoid of that. But the thing is, and I think what Dr. Coco makes a really great point about here, and also you, Tao, uh, is that, like, um, you know, it's super, and and Spartan as well, and Jack, all this is very, very, very uh, subjective. We've talked many times on the show, how great conversations about this topic. It's one that's clear, very dear to my heart because it's like sometimes people will say things like with wine or beer, too, and other sorts of things like, oh, don't you get that very that soup of this taste or, you know, oh, it's got a little bit of a dash of this and I'm not I'm not tasting or smelling any of it. And I can't really <laughs> independently verify that because how you're feeling in the moment, you know, uh, your environment. Um, yeah. the the way that you're consuming it, all of those things, and your own like biology and physiology, right? There's people who drink coffee and get tired. There's people who drink coffee and get excited, right? If you can have such a you know extreme difference of these things, everyone's so very different. It's just like, what does that even mean for me? If you like Swarton says, if you like it or not, you're probably not even representative. Um, and there's probably other additional things with cannabis, like like your state of your mind. Um, uh, I on it. the future canvas project they made a point um somebody just made a point like if you're judging you, you can't like judge like 20 samples like in one day or like a short period of time you know like i mean maybe on taste perhaps but like you have to palate cleanse you know you have to make sure that you're not getting um you know like with the sommelier right like they don't drink the wine when they're feeling for the quality they spit it back out into a uh, receptacle, so which is like you the don't inhale when you're a judge <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I you smoke know.
0: multiple a day. I just did a thing called a uh, a pheno hunt pack from a brand here in California. My wife brought home. It was like a iceberg slim, four phenos and there was four one gram jars instead of like an eighth. And mm-hmm. they had four different plants. and they wanted the people to scan the QR code and vote for the one they liked the most. So my wife and I did two per day, and I actually have ground coffee that I smell between different phenos if i'm just like looking to it actually helps cleanse your nose like i was looking at cologne uh, the other day in a shop mm. and they have coffee grounds at the top of the different cologne sections oh yeah yeah so you can smell yeah. in between different colognes that you spray on a little piece of paper and shake it yeah, and smell that addition,
4: yeah. but are you not <laughs> judging also the feet the, the 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 non-taste and sort of like um you know
0: this is only for the mentally the affecting aromatic.
4: effects too yeah you gotta yeah. judge the I, high i'm sorry i, I right. judge the high exactly. as well so you have to exactly Exactly the high so, so how are you think, so how are you cleansing for that? That's my question. That's kind of my point, Time, right? Like if Wait, you do it at the
0: same time look, each day, so you like you would tomorrow. do one because each day. Because everyone has this with, because everyone has
4: the same reaction to it. Everyone has the same tolerance to it. Well, I think that that's not true. That's
0: a, a like for myself that's the fairest way for me to judge something is when I wake up, I have roughly the same night <laughs> sleep, right? And then try and uh smoke that strain like first thing in the morning. I'll probably have my least tolerance then, so I have the most ability to detect the different effects that it might have. Oh, on absolutely.
4: Me. Yeah. But then, but then yeah, how long, how much time differently at night?
0: So like, mm-hmm. I think 24 hours, like the next day, like if I was going to do it properly, that pheno hunt, I would have done four phenos in four days, done like one per day in the morning. But my wife and I did. Uh, well, won't that just day.
3: find your favorite morning, bud? I mean, is that, is that same one that you find the most desirable in the morning going to be the one that you'd find the most desirable in the afternoon or in That's the good evening? question. I mean, well, we have
4: all kinds of... So yeah, I understand the freshening yeah, your palate, Jack, but I, I don't know that it's always
3: going to be the morning bud, you know, or the morning high mm-hmm. that
0: I should on, clarify that I don't have to, like, go right in to do anything in the morning, so I could just yeah. sit here and
6: enjoy the effects of it. <laughs> and Really experience it.
0: <laughs> I, nice. I just want to play
6: devil's advocate once here and just say I bet if I... If, if all of us on panel got 20 samples that were all the same samples from different places, and we had three hours to choose our top three i bet you we would be close to uh the top three would be in our top three you know oh what I'm saying? God. I
3: would be so unbelievably high after those three hours.
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like, right?
4: Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: Well,
3: like, oh my God, <laughs> God dude.
6: Even
0: looking at smelling five. at them, I think you get a good idea. So people would start smoking the yeah, ones they think are going to be the best. eliminate
6: probably five samples no. from, just, you know,
1: you could just drive it along. That's not fair. That's not fair because
3: the most powerful ones are. Sometimes um, but I don't necessarily know. we'd agree with which ones are the most well-rounded high because we'd be like... Right, we wouldn't know that. You know, We wouldn't at the know same that. You're exactly. not
0: going to say high at all. Instead,
6: you got to live with the That's why like DJ Short didn't enter cups. Love it or not.
0: DJ Short's Blueberry is a long-lasting, not potent high. It's like a pretty mellow, like three to four-hour ride where a lot of stuff is like one to two hours. It's like potent for the first hour and you barely yes. feel it for the second. Is, His, yeah. you feel it for like full three, maybe four full hours. Right. And... In a contest you don't get that effect so quick right. so he won yeah, like one cup and then stopped you're
3: sampling you're barely going to feel the bump from that one right? yeah exactly right. you know, i think we'd identify just the most powerful ones with that initial blast hit and we'd all be able to, oh that one even though it's the seventh oh, that one sampled, that yes. noticeably got me higher but that might not be your favorite one to smoke if
6: that was the only that's guy right you yeah 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 i think like three months living with a strain and that's how i know if i love it or don't like yeah. and there's some that i loved at first the first week was like wow this is really good and then like three weeks later i'm like eh, it's just like everything else because it's new to you and whatever yeah. the cases may be yeah that's my question what are we trying to learn from doing these cups and is
3: this really about the it's, consumer or is it just bragging rights for the producers? Oh, no, that big, is those, a
1: salient point. Yeah, that's gener- it. It's, it's generally a big launching point for businesses, then they can put a Yeah,
3: of- it's about the producers getting you know a medal to put on them their neck. It's not really about helping us consumers, if that's how we consider ourselves on that side of it um identifying what the best strains to smoke are necessarily do you guys agree with that well they agree with that
1: point that's the thing is it's difficult to get across to people uh, in a business sense to to say you look guys all you need to do is have a big open field that you can have some coverage to get people out of the sun and have them comfortable with a bunch of fucking picnic tables, so everybody can come in and bring their own stuff and just hang out and have a good time. And all you got to do is put up food vendors, food vendors, and water dealers, and you're going to make killings and charge to come <laughs> in the door. But no, everybody's got to try to corporatize it and fucking turn it into something else. And man, I think it was if it was just a place that people could go to to meet with people and and share. Let's wheat, do it. it Let's do it.
3: Let's do like the cheap home grow traveling. You know menagerie of outdoor weed smoking meetups i like that yeah they have the events
0: either. michigan bros grow show does a good job of highlighting events in michigan that are like that there's some good small kind of uh events like i think clio cultivation is one of them that's uh run by uh, small guys similar to what's of to set a tent with some food vendors and water vendors and a bunch of growers come together and they all meet up and have some tables and sit down smoke that smoke out and it sounds like it's been
1: a good time for like several years so usually um, a concert usually some bands It's a good time it's make it a make it a place to make it a calm relaxing place to to hang out and you're going to have a calm relaxing time and it's not going to be drama filled and I don't know. It seems Maybe like... that's
4: how people like their highest Spartan. Maybe they but, just yeah. like the high anxiety yeah. energy. Maybe they just want to feel like. Well, there's definitely places.
1: That's heavy metal concert. <laughs> Go there. You know, there's
0: definitely. Okay, an yeah. Well, yes. And to, to Doc's question about what is it? Who's it for? The consumer, or the producer, like DNA genetics is one that won a ton of cups. Right. And then they claim, oh, we've won hundreds or whatever of cups. And then what do they do? Partner with the MCMA and they lobby yeah. against home grower rights and caregiver rights so it's like what do these things really even mean like if you're going to sell seeds to try and support home growers but then at the same token go and say oh we're actually only going to support the uh corporate producers now like it's see it says
4: home in the name so it's a home grower right
0: (laughs) it's a sad that some people who made their reputation and i mean the whole entire industry made its reputation and (laughs) came up off of the back stuff small cultivators and in closet and small growers that did this rogue and weren't able to do it legally for years and years and years. And now just in the past you know few decades that yeah. it's become legal, uh there's this big rush and you know it's playing out in a pretty ugly way in certain times.
6: Cannabis is like kind of, well it, it was a lot more sacred to me a while back, but uh I was against the corporatization general. But you can make money and still be a good person and do the right thing you know you could even get big and be big and do the right thing so uh, you know i'm working on myself you know letting go the best companies
0: do it the right way for the most part i mean like a lot of people like the on like amazon but they pay for their people to go to college and give them a bunch of uh you know healthcare and a bunch of other rights and like google these big companies for the people like to shit on support their workers a lot of the time so there was like the one guy who started paying
1: all of his employees 70 okay. grand a year cuz he said that yeah, would make you, them the happy. Jack you can't say positive things about amazon not let me say about how they kill their employees and everything else. Yeah, if I don't, don't know, know about do that. I have to disagree with not, you a bit on that. Oh no. there
4: are I'm good of all of
0: the examples but we're, we're, we we could talk about this maybe about off here because i don't want easy. to uh they probably have much more powerful attorneys than any of us so i don't want to <laughs> go through any of the uh, claims you know,
6: i would respect any big players that refuse to partner or or even try and help out any corporation that is trying to limit home grow mm-hmm. you know home grow that's that's yeah. good enough yeah. and purely there's room there's a real they're in the new york yeah they're in the new york business trying to stop home grow so i mean like and every new market when the new market comes in and they're trying to stop home grow those people should be banished from humanity My well I, I agree there's at no least justification the for, for <laughs>
3: prohibiting or restricting home grow and for siphoning it all into the commercial space uh, at the same time I think that we need to have like dispensaries selling weed to people that can't or choose not to grow it for themselves. I don't think we should restrict access to cannabis only to people that grow for themselves, right? So there's room for that in the market. Yeah. Yeah, both sides should be respected. It drives me nuts when people try to outlaw or prohibit um growing your own and you know they've been doing shit like that for a long time historically as yeah, a power play to to create leverage over groups is prevent them from being able to grow their own food or prevent them from being able to grow their own cannabis um, there there's never yeah. a good justification for
6: that other than you know a, a profit Control. Play by powerful interests yeah like that the milk producers have a little, have a whole like yeah issue with the government the government's trying to close down a lot of milk producers for doing this or not doing that and it's just like yeah it's kind of the same situation
4: i also want to but i do want to agree with what jack was saying i feel like the sentiment that you were saying earlier jack about how like you know i think it's kind of it's, it's sort of a hot take but like i've certainly experienced it where like companies can do really well and then like they can take a turn that like you know, it's just not very great for the employees and they start to have high turnover and other problems. Like basically, if you treat your employee like there is sort of a, a, situ- a threshold where you reach this sort of critical threshold that if you're not doing things good <laughs> to a certain degree, unless you have some other like really strong compensating factor, you know, like tons of money or whatever that might be, um, you know, your business might go re- down really hard because you're actually not paying attention to the really important things. And a lot of that is, do my employees like working here? Or do I treat them well? Like to get the really top talent people, like that is often a really critical thing. Um, and some people never experienced that, but I've certainly experienced sort of both sides of that, I feel like. And I, I think I agree with, if that's what you meant, Jack, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I definitely feel like people I'm just
0: saying that I'm, I'm for if they're going to fucking make a shit ton of money if they have the ability to give benefits to employees and when they do it, that is a good thing. And whether they have probably done shady things in the past that are reprehensible and should be called out and should be uh, made known. But I like Google as an example, they pay their employees fucking super well, but they have certain business practices that are maybe unethical. So there's, it gets into this whole, this whole ethical dilemma, this whole show we could become like the ethics of cups or the ethics of corporate cannabis and things like that. But in reality, I think what we're most interested in is how to keep this community uh, space where uh, one, first and foremost, like Tao said, most important thing is we need to ensure we can continue to home grow because that's not always, it's not a guaranteed thing. It's not a, it's still not legal in many places. So getting that right for all the people in the US and um, ensuring people, like in Canada, Manitoba was banning it for a while. And so they had to fight for their rights. And so continuing just to- First of all, allow people to grow their own, but then allowing them to enjoy it with the community, like coming together, whether it's a collaborative, like a grow along or just a, a meetup or whatever it is, like uh, trying to think of constructive ways to do this, because it's sad to see the fallout from the Cowboy Cup, which could have been a fun event, which could have been a nice thing, which could have just been another you know cup that went by and People had a good time and, you know, but it, it became this giant shit show that um, impacted a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So I think it's um, making us all at least making myself think a little bit about how we yeah. can try and just do it the best moving forward.
3: Well, I'd be pretty aggrieved if I was a grower caught up in in that for for damn sure.
2: I mean, yeah, it, it shouldn't have come to that. I think all
1: all opinions aside, I think I think everyone would be on the same opinion on when the Gangier came out and berated everybody. That was the wrong move. Yeah, right, come on. Now, now I think, having said that, why? Hit, maybe I'm misinformed because I don't follow him. But why isn't the Gangier come out and said, "Look, this wasn't handled right," instead of defending it?
6: Why? I, mean, I that, believe they did. Well, at least Soil King stated that whether he's a spokesperson for the whole group or who is major, you know, but he did say that on a live a couple of times. He's like, I agree with what you're saying. It was handled improperly, but he didn't go much further than saying that, you know.
0: Well, and then Wendy denied saying that she affiliated herself with the Gangier before saying, like, come to the back of the room and we'll give you tips on how to not grow stuff with mold. But like, even if she didn't say it while she made the announcement the implication is there she's there as a representative of them and then like saying come to us for more information on how to not do it uh, like not get mold or whatever to how to do it properly essentially Uh, saying that you did it wrong here's the way to do it right it's like sort of a slap in the face because they didn't even know the whole story
6: and you know what happens to everyone it happened to her she had a a harvest of mold i mean everybody gets it so let's start there then let's go to I've gotten it. I, if, if I had an outdoor crop and I could, I could be able to pull out from contaminated stuff. Well, you know, I can't say that hundred percent, but you, I'm sure they could find two ounces. That was clean, clean. That was far away from, from the nasties, but, but, but have all 20 out of 23 or 20 out of 25. I know, I think it was 17 out of 20 on the sun grown and a different one for the greenhouse, but to have that amount to get slipped through the, the, uh, the actual cultivators, then the uh, two lab tests, then everyone who judged the event, who was smoking on the material uh, up until that day, and then to the, the come out that, that night and say, yeah, we found some mold.
2: So that's a little iffy to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, the I feel thing sorry is. for every, everyone involved, honestly.
1: anybody so have a, any other topics that they'd
0: want to talk about moving forward or any suggestions on how we could do better uh in the future
6: yeah we could get that ring that's a uv light that shoots up from the bottom oh, of the plant and shows all the bad things Let's I, I follow yeah, the i'm following a trailer, dude i'm following a guy who's got that
0: <laughs> and he still has ladybugs on his plants and i'm like well if the light worked then i don't know why he's got the ladybugs in there so yeah. I'm, I'm not super convinced <laughs> about it as i wasn't already well, but will I'll continue to watch and report back. I'll, I'll maybe DM and ask how it's going. I'm do
6: some experimentations with the UVC light that I purchased, a little, a little one. And I'm gonna get. I am gonna. I know it's ve- very deadly for me, but I'm gonna try some experiments. I'm gonna find me some critters. And I'm gonna put that light under them and look under the microscope and see how long it takes for them to die. And and that's was like a real germicidal quote kills. Uh, Everything. Likes, that's know, what like, we're told. Yeah not the little no but it's different than that little ring which looks almost green in color but, you know it's a different because i think they claim that can that's can grow used to have that you. it's that a proprietary
4: wand. spectrum i'm told by okay. by the ring light people yeah it's a, pr- right. a proprietary spectrum i'm not sure how <laughs> but you guys remember can people. can grow
0: he used nope. to have a UVC light that he used. He was having powdery mildew issues, and yeah. he would try and wave it over the plants. And he had to like wear glasses and protective gear and things like that just for a few seconds to try and fight yeah. it off. So the U, did PM it product. work? It's called it's called the clean light. I think it's still out there. The clean light, yeah.
6: Did it work? Yeah,
3: UVC can be used for sterilization. The, the, it would yeah. work
0: temporarily, Tao, and then it would come back. And I think he had you could harm issues. you could
3: harm you could
4: harm the plant if it's on
3: for right. so long. See, that's that's, that's the
2: thing why. is that what they're
4: saying is. You can apply it for a longer period of time and kill just bugs and pathogens and viroids. But I think I also heard that one, that last one, but not hurt the plant. And I just, um, I'm not a physicist, but I'm not sure. I wasn't able to get an answer as to why, except that it was proprietary. So they only run it
0: for one hour a day or something like that was the one thing that I.
6: 60 seconds, I think, Jack. I thought it was like one minute. Yeah, really short. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. one One minute. This is
3: the, the rings that point up at the plant? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they won't tell you what the wavelength of the light is? That's yep. right.
6: That's the proprietary part.
3: Uh-huh. Okay.
4: I feel like you could figure it out, though. This is another thing. Uh,
0: no, bad, <laughs> no, no press is, is bad press. I don't want to give them more attention than maybe they need. No,
3: um, no. UV light works. You, could just look but, at you the know, dial, Matthew, right? we talked about some of these devices that, you know, have little fans, and they pull air in the room, and shine a uv light on it against like a, a aluminum frame or something to sterilize the air as it moves by
4: yes um, yes
3: uh, you know and there are some products like that 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 certainly there's science that backs up that that can you know work work yeah it lowers oh, yeah. the oh, amount yeah. of mold dutcher are... things in the air immeasurably yeah, this...
4: Oh, sure. I mean, I, I'm familiar with, um, I was really impressed with the research report I read several years ago for, um, I think it was for botrytis spores in particular and using UBC. And, um, you know, I know I know other um, other crops that use it to great effect. So it definitely works. It's just that they were, it's like all, the, all the complications that you normally have to worry about with those sorts of things, right. they're like, none of this matters. And I'm just yeah,
3: like, yeah, okay. no, exactly. I don't then, think that that's a good product. <laughs> like those products that work, the UV light is totally contained inside the device, and the device is pulling the air through, and it'll kill bacteria or, or whatever. Oh so yeah, it, with, with those, yeah, in but the, in the air. Um, yeah,
4: I know some that radiate though onto the surface of the plant, though. Okay, but 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 they are um, there. There's a there's a process to that. They're usually on rails, and there's and you usually have to grow like around in most of the systems I'm familiar with you have to like that's a it's an important part of the process of growing that you have to grow like around that condition you know like so it's pretty like there's a lot to it you can't just like wave a magic wand although apparently there is such a product out there but I don't have experience with it I'm not sure it's efficacy the the dutch you were talking about like
0: have it just like on a boom though that like kind of yeah exactly crosses the greenhouse and hits them for a couple seconds with that you know specific wavelength uh, or tomatoes
4: the... sometimes like on the sides yeah like definitely the one that dr kirk was talking about is also another uh, great way to do that as well which i think is, is really nice for other ways because you know you don't even have that problem that we just talked about but with these you do um but apparently not with the special proprietary product so anyways i'm not sure why
3: that's just like we're not going (laughs) to tell you because then you'll realize that we don't have anything it's just baking soda or something i mean exactly yeah Uh, science by powerpoint uh, presentation sulfur
0: is a pretty special product when it comes to uh bugs and mold it kills a lot of stuff that's true
3: that's true it's been around a long time
0: it's pretty effective yeah
3: yeah I imagine it's, it's single wavelength light and it's probably in the 200, you know, somewhere in the UVC range, 280, that's, 70, something like that. Um, that's what I imagine. And, and yeah, it could be measured to, to figure out. It's not going to be somewhat different. They're not combining different <laughs> different wavelengths to create a <laughs> spectrum that they're zapping bugs with and there wouldn't be any reason to do that or whatever. Um Yeah.
4: Yeah, they're, um, they're not uh, shielding it, you know, it's not like this is a special quantum invisible unicorn wavelength that's like, not possible to be read. I think that's like, that's a claim like, you know, again, sort of a hot take like talking about like growing outdoors, like maybe there are spectra out there, but I, there's none that we can measure that are different that we can replicate that I know of. And, and I guess that's kind of why I feel like that's not that's going to probably open up a can of worms. But you know, I want
0: to do a little uh, uh, callback, and I want to try and drag Noah the Growa into the conversation and ask uh, if Noah's ever been involved in any kind of cups or grow offs, even if it's just like small stuff with your friends or any types of competitions out there in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Because I know you guys have been legal for a little bit, so I don't know if you've been able to get out there and enter anything like this, or if you have any thoughts on the whole matter that we were kind of talking about earlier.
2: No, but I've heard some stories about ones that have been here. I've been to some, I never at the time I was when I was younger. Uh, there'd be a lot, you know, it was basically just like you know, at the Saturday market in Portland, like there'd just be like a bunch of hippies and just guys, you know, pass stuff around and they'd have kind of a similar situation to what you were talking about, like a jar and like people would vote. But then there was always conspiracy theories and just, you know, it was always, and I'm always the same as kind of like everyone was saying, like if it gets you stoned and it tastes really good, like you know, that was how you would do it. But my buddies that were big time growers back in the day, what they would do is they would just have a a big party and they had a picnic table and they would just put jars of all their weed on the table and whatever got smoked first and let everybody smoke it. And whatever got smoked first, that was the best. And it was free. Then that's how they did it every single year. And that was like, okay, this is going to be the, you know, this is going to be $50, eight stuff. This is, you know, a long time ago, this is going to be the $25 eight stuff and that's how they always have done it you know and I, I it always worked well i mean because it's nobody's lying you know there'd always be something that was like only like a third you know gone and there'd be just stuff that would just be gone in like an hour so that was the way that they always did it back in the day
0: i'm glad we could uh drag you in there and uh get some of that experience i know it's uh things were definitely different back then than they are now and uh it's interesting how yes. it's evolved. and i would definitely love to uh even if it isn't uh competition just to exchange like do like dr mj was talking about earlier we'd mentioned maybe doing like a live cheap home grow uh this year things kind of were crazy with travel expenses it wouldn't be anything even relatively close to cheap as far as uh traveling to do an event this year but in the future i do really want to uh, come together somewhere that uh, we can all link up and maybe even do multiple. So if you can't get to like the one, if it's in Vegas, uh, that'd be the first of hopefully many. I'd, I'm going to come to Michigan and uh, maybe while I'm there, hopefully uh, make that one, do one in California, since we've got several of the panel members already here. So uh, to do a live, even just like if uh, me, Doc, and um, Matthew came together for like a partial live uh, podcast, I think that'd be fun for a night just to uh, link up and try and do that. Let's do it. I'm
3: down for that. I'm down for that. You guys can come over here and and we can all broadcast from my office.
0: But uh, in the future, definitely. I think it's um, something I'd like to work towards because the community is what really makes this so great. It's like, you never realize who's out there. And then some of these people hit you with some of these samples and they just blow you away with like one, the fire that they're growing. And then like, to how humbled uh some of these people are by just like our presence or getting to talk to us whether it's in a dm or in person it's uh it's funny because people i think put us up on a little bit of a pedestal maybe more so than uh necessary a lot of the times but um for myself definitely i'm not saying for the other guys you guys all deserve all the praise that you're getting because you put in tons and tons of work but um it's it's great to get to interact with the community and i think the more yeah, that we do that the better is. the show gets and the better the community gets
3: it is. I'd definitely be interested in doing a, a meetup, a smoke out. Everybody you know, knows where we'll be and can show up and, and, uh, and bring stuff if that's possible and share. That's fun.
0: It is. It's always cool when you get to like, you've heard about something for so long and then you get to try like uh, somebody's, you know, sample of something. And you get to finally put the smell and the taste and the high to something that you maybe have uh, seen for a while.
6: If I can't make it in person, I'll send the winning uh, sample from here for you guys. So just to let you know.
0: Well, you'll be there for the one in New York.
6: Yeah. Well, there's one
3: there convenience is that the three of us live really close together. The the inconvenience is yeah. we live all the way in one corner of the continental country. You know, like as far away from like the rest right. of the country as you can pretty much get. Um. So I realize that that's not particularly convenient. Vegas, not. that But far, in a right. better
6: part, in general, I would guess. I think more people would want to visit Southern California than, say, Michigan with Spartan just on a vacation. <laughs>
3: imagine.
6: Might be. No offense, Spartan. It was Michigan's cold got and wet. beautiful today. tourism.
3: I got to imagine that Michigan was worse. I got to I'll tell you what. Every time, the
6: best state. I'm just saying. every
3: time I go to
5: Chicago, <laughs> it's fucking cold as fuck. Cool. It is cold so windy,
1: goddamn right? cold. That's because yeah. Chicago's right on the lake, man. That's the windy city for a reason. <laughs> It's like it's it's like, the it's, it's like there's
5: a chill in the air that you can never get away yeah. from, and then if you're outside, it's that chill plus bone drying wind that just like makes. I you had
0: 18 years of it on Lake Erie in Ohio. It's brutal. Oh. Lake effect snow—you get dumped like a foot or more in a night. You just wake up and there's like a foot of snow that you have to shovel. Yeah, and right rid of. It's like, it could be more we'll than go a go foot. Buffalo, like sometimes
3: I mean, Buffalo, it's eight. like six feet the other day.
1: <laughs> it's insane. You gotta have that, snow. That's in. what that's what keeps people away, and that's what keeps that's in the place nice.
3: <laughs> Man, I grew up someplace. I where love that it philosophy. Snows, is hard, it? I miss this snow. I will I will say that. Snow is like one of my favorite forms of weather. And living you can here. visit it. I can visit so <laughs> Drive up the mountain. Drive
0: up the mountain. Yeah. Well,
3: snow up
4: there. yeah. Snow is uh snow is a novelty to me. Um still is
3: i've, I've experienced so the crunch of snow under your feet that satisfying feel yeah crunch of snow under your feet
0: uh or a snowball in the face with a little ice in dude,
6: it or maybe a small snowball, rock yellow snowball through the street signs <laughs> you guys now Swigo, that was it's uh, not the snow that's
1: yeah. the danger it's the ice man yeah when you slip when you just bust oh, your man. elbow on the ground
0: because there was black <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: ice uh, on a perfectly smooth shoulder, sidewalk up,
3: I, I see the chat is now organizing a party at my house, which is kind of <laughs> yeah, on some level. No. Yes, smart. Um, I do have an extra outlet. For you. Uh, awesome. There's a
0: really good pizza place. And it's funny, whenever uh, Doc has somebody over, I feel like Jordan River or somebody else was over there. And he's like, oh, we're going to get pizza. And I was like, that's funny. When I was there, we had pizza. It's like, yeah. you definitely are supporting your local pizza place, but it is worth it. <laughs>
3: yeah uh, I, I I didn't have time when you came and you were just passing through so we I that is a good little pizza place but I'll make pizza you come over for this party I'll I'll get out my my pizza dough I'll get out my flour and my my water my yeast I'll make up some pizza dough and we'll have like yeah good pizza I, I appreciate nice.
0: that you appreciate a good pizza because I also do and uh yes much respect but uh non-pizza related note uh I guess maybe we could. Get a little bit back into the growing and maybe do a yeah, little we're, grow we're, we're update. Yeah, kind of what are
3: we doing here? But I, I do like the idea of let's get together. Let's actually plan this at some point, maybe over the summer. And uh, I'd love to meet some of you guys and, you know, smoke out with the audience. That'd be fun.
0: Definitely. And uh, I was just generously gifted some seeds from both uh, Brandon and Spartan. And uh, I just want to pass it to Spartan and see how's your garden going, a little garden update. And then we'll just kind of go around the panel and give a quick update of what we're growing and maybe what we're planning on doing next.
1: Oh, cool. Um, let me see. I got my garden. I, I've only got one flower light going, so I've got four plants underneath that. I just, exciting thing was I just harvested a vortex, a vortex female. So that's hanging, hanging. I can't wait to be smoking on that. And then um, I'm actually resetting all my plants and veg. I'm, I'm resetting, I'm taking clones off of them because I want to pop seeds and I want to pop some of those seeds that I uh, made. So uh, I've got people out there who have already popped them before I have. So that's really putting a fire in my ass. So I'm just going to, I'm resetting everything. I'm like, fuck it. I'm I going to pop seeds and that's what's going next. So that's all on my garden update. That happened to me with the velvet punch F2. So with the <laughs> F3s, I'm like, I'm
0: growing out a full generation to flower before I send it to anybody. So I can at least say like, I did the full stress test. I did a germ <laughs> test before I sent them out the first time with F2s, but I didn't actually grow out to flower every single one of them. So this time I actually grew everything through flower with the f before sending them out. But, uh, Brandon, how are things going for you? I know you're doing a lot of consulting, but uh, it seems like you usually still got a home grow growing on over there. So, uh, what are things like in your garden? Oh
5: man. Okay. So I just have a couple of small tents, uh, right now cause I have so much going on. Um, I'm working on a couple of big projects, um, a new facility that's pretty big. And then, um, I've been working on this grant, I'm working with some professional grant writers. Uh, so we can scale up all the Bokashi manufacturing and my home garden looks like a couple of little tents and all's I have is in veg. I am keeping my sour cheeseberry. I have my death breath, Afghani bull rider and my black lime reserve mail. And then I just flipped into flower my I have a Limarilla. I have a I think a purple kush MK Ultra across into Starfighter. And then I have one more plant. I forget what it what it is that's in there. Oh yeah, my onion burger, which is purple cushion mk ultra. And those just got flipped into flower.
0: Sounds like oh, a lot of us, I, I think, some, can relate to a few small tents for sure. Uh, go ahead.
5: Oh, I have some uh projects that I finished up too, like I ha- but I have to test them so they won't be uh available for quite some time. But I have uh Lime crossed into F5 Lime. Mean Gene did that. He I gave him a cut of my limarilla, he crossed it into his F5 Lime, and then I took a male out of that and then. Crossed it in back into my limarilla, so it's basically limarilla, uh, IBL inbred line, BX one. Uh, not a BX. Oh yeah, it because there's it it it's a BX, to...
0: the five's are already BX. So yeah, it is kind of definitely like inbred. There's lots of um, uh, lime in there.
5: So. I have like that going. Uh, I just, I finished out uh, my Blueberry Train Mac F2, which I'm sure everybody who hears about that will be super stoked because that's one of everybody's favorites that I've done, I think. And then I have a White Truffle S, uh, like back cross or S1. Whatever it was, it's the, Bee Leaf did it. He took his White Truffle cut and he back crossed it. And it was his selection of that. And I crossed that to Black Lime Reserve. I also have that G OG. I just Black want to Lime. shout
0: out ABC because I think he got that white truffle from ABC Seeds. And he just uh, changed the name. So ABC yeah, Seeds it's, from it's Michigan. Yeah, it's Gorilla his Butter. His gorilla Butter. Shout out to butter. ABC in Michigan. The fucking mitten producing the fire and breeding the fire. Needs the respect.
5: And then one more is, oh, I think that's it. So awesome. those will get those will get tested and released later in the year, and then I'm not really doing any much other projects. I'll do the uh, Limarilla V2, and then that'll be it for probably uh, a little while until I move. I'm actually supposed to close on my house, our house, like uh, I don't know next week maybe.
0: Well, I hope that goes well for you and best of luck with that. That'd be uh, really good news for you. And uh, I want to pass it next to the American one and see uh, what's going on in your garden.
6: Yeah, you know, I've been kind of lame on showing my plants and doing IG and all that stuff. But (laughs) while we're here, I'll just go unzip it once and show you what at least this 110 is doing. I have um, four thyme rakes in there and one straight blueberry in the middle. And yeah. Yeah having to keep mothers is good and bad because I always have mothers, but I wanna try different stuff. And I always have these, so that's kind of why. And yeah, I know I gotta clean up a whole bunch and maybe take off some low more lowers and stuff, but let's see if I can see what we're looking like. And yeah. I don't know, this, the camera is just not good enough for my iPad. but so And these three, those are two time And this is the blueberry we put it in here first. And then here's another time wreck. And another time wreck that came in, I think, a week later, maybe a little more than a week later. But uh, that's what's happening in this spot, anyway. Nice. And, maybe, and yeah. I love to see it. Before, all those, whatchamacallits, there is some ground. I can see the floor, which I'm not happy about, but it's, they're all happy and ball, ball. A good density of sites. Yeah. Yeah, and these, these really are, uh, there's a lot of buds on those two in the back. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging it. So that's what's happening Looking here. Good. And I have those two autos that I'm playing around with. I could probably find those and show you those. So give me a minute.
0: All right, I'm gonna remove the spotlight and I'll uh, ask Noah the grower. How are things uh, doing in your garden? Doing good.
2: Um, I'm actually out here right now looking around. I uh, I got a a grill G4. I got a or GG4. I guess I'll say. Uh, I got a Ruds. I got an Apple Fritter. I got a duct tape. My flower room. I got a Shibido and I got an Overflow and a lotto out here right now. And uh, I've actually been considering, uh, I, I actually think I'm going to, I haven't done this in so long, but I'm going to take a little bit of a break and just get the whole room empty. My room is always in a perpetual, so I'm going to empty the whole room and start over fresh. I haven't done that in probably about seven years. I've mean, just been nonstop, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to have a, I have a tent i'm gonna fill that up with some new some new plants and then i'm gonna veg them out for probably about five six weeks get them pretty big and then i'll you know i'll clone them along the way and then uh just start completely everything fresh i haven't done that for so long it's impossible to get to the back corners underneath this net so uh yeah that's good i'm doing that before that way i can get a good harvest you know by like you know like that may get get it going on before summer so I'm going to do that this
0: year. It'll be nice with the shutdown to be able to do like a full deep clean of the spots Mm -hmm. that you weren't able to when there is plants and stuff around.
2: I'm taking two days to clean the whole room out. so
0: It's worth it. Every time, whenever I'm done doing that deep clean, I'm always so thankful and the plants and stuff that go back in there. Always so happy because yeah, cleanliness is definitely important. Uh, Matthew, I'm sure we'll advocate for a nice clean grow room and uh, taking care of all that necessary maintenance
4: yeah and if not cleanliness at least you know making sure the bad guys aren't there i think as many good guys as possible both in both uh to some degree are very important
0: totally agree and i don't know if uh i've passed it to the dr mj yet to uh ask about your garden do you have anything going on Or actually no. we've got uh i think Tao wanted to show off his auto. So since we've got him here, I'm gonna spotlight him. And then we could uh you said these are auto flowers
6: Yeah, these two are the autoflowers that uh actually have come up, man. They're uh they're real plants, not like my last attempts. And yeah, this one had a little bit of something happening. You can see the there you go. Yeah, okay. You right here, and there's a couple other ones lower. I just topped it with some earthworm castings and it seems to have mitigated that, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but they're, they're both growing pretty good. And I didn't, I never wrote down what date I uh, planted them or when I started notice they went into flower, but, and yeah, I did do what I said. I pulled them down. They were like, I pulled them down, spread them out a little and put a thousand watt light underneath them on top of them rather. So. But yeah, this is my little auto flower experiment. Shout out to Icini and Marcus Green Thumb who gifted me the seeds for this run. So
0: are those yeah. in five gallon pots or five gallon? Uh, yeah, buckets? those
6: are five gallon. Yeah. And then I got other stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much I wish I knew exactly when I started, but they're still definitely still I bet you they'll pull down a, a
0: pretty yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like they still pretty got a big chunk.
6: Completely. Yeah, they got they got definitely have some time looking good looking good for sure thank you thank what's you what's your light cycle so for us yeah. well yeah so i had them i had them on and i actually when i put the thousand watt underneath them that's when i think that i got that little discoloration but i had them on basically 22 and two for a while now i'm almost down to 20 and four okay. and i think i'm gonna stop there for a while but when I first put in the thowie, it got a little too hot down here too. And that's I started back in not that it helps much, you know, but a little bit off time doesn't hurt. And now that yeah. it's getting colder, I'm probably just gonna let it probably stay right, right it isn't
0: it'll keep yeah. them nice and warm through the winter.
6: And uh and the whole yeah, the whole area is warm and consistent. That's the thing, it's like um that one time I had PM. It was because it got too cold around the outside. So they're having the thowey run in 20 hours to keep it more consistent around the whole space, which I think will help everything.
0: Consistency is uh, definitely good to have when you can. And uh, I guess, uh, Dr. MJ, do you have uh, some plants going live now?
3: I, I do have um, three plants. I started with... Well, I started with more. God, I can't remember what exactly happened. Oh, I had I had a, one in germ, and then I had one that was male. It was my first time growing regular seeds in a while, so I had um, just one male and one female. I grew two seeds and had to weed out the male, so I ended up with three plants, and they're doing well. I uh, expect that they're not going to come down before the holidays, though. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going to happen to them. I'm going out of town for a week um but uh yeah i've been, been doing a while i've been playing catch up this whole grow though i've been i was busy with other projects and kind of got behind i, I was supposed to have built out a, a room in my garage and i still hope to build out this room in my garage it's gonna be my grow room just like a little space right um and get it all sort of like equipped um And that didn't happen. And then I was growing them in like, you know, a humidity dome and then I had to quickly set up a tent. I've just kind of been like running a little bit behind on this growth, but they're doing well and they're going to be coming down at some point, probably before new year's, but not before Christmas. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe at least
0: photos or um, autos.
3: Photos and I didn't flip them until late. I was supposed to flip them on October 1st is the flip day in the PTGC, but in our plant training grow challenge, we try to coordinate for that, but I didn't flip them until later in October. Um, I never got them set up on their auto water and I kind of had them running slower than I wanted them to be. And then I lost one, um, you know, after I flipped to flower too. So but they filled up my tent. I just got three plants in a two by four.
2: Whatever start. it
0: takes. It's uh sometimes, uh, a bummer when you get a male and then you have to like end up training the plants a little it. more i
2: had another
3: pair of regular seeds that didn't pop that didn't germ at all so that set me back i expected to have four plants and i started with six seeds and sort of one set like the i think it was black cherry was the strain a regular popped two of them or tried to pop two of them and they didn't pop and then i got one male the other ones were 50 50 you know one female one male that's what i was kind of expecting from both i sort of wanted to have four plans um but i don't know i got to get re-geared up so now i'm trying to to get better organized for the new year's grow challenge it starts on january 1st so i can kind of like get out in front and be more comfortable with my growth the whole time not be like scrambling to set up a space and being like a week and a half late on potting them up because I was trying to hold them in a smaller space and all this stuff so it'll be fun to to get my my grow back kind of together
0: I know like myself you pop lots of seeds and grow from seed pretty much every single time when you build out your grow space in the garage are you planning to make a transition from that at all and uh, start keeping clones at all
3: No, I'm just going to have one space, one room, and it's going to be a full cycle space. I might, I might still do something inside of it. I've been thinking about that to sort of expand as the plants expand, but I'm not planning on having multiple spaces going and I'm not planning to keep mothers, um, I like variety. I, I don't have any strains that I've grown over the last like five years that I think back, like I wish I had kept a mother from that plant. I, I almost always just rather grow other plants. If I had kept a mother, I would feel obligated periodically to like grow some of the cuts from that mother. And I just feel like I'd have more of whatever that variety was than I'd have of anything else. So it would be it would become in sort of the little economy of my own production, it would become the cheapest weed. You know what I mean? Because I'd have more of it than everything else.
0: I know where you're coming from. I had a cherry pie mother that I held on to for a long time. And uh, that was kind of the case where I only would smoke it, like you were talking about earlier. Like, is that just going to be your favorite morning weed or is that just going to, you know, whatever? But uh, cherry pie was one that I could only have at night because. I'd smoke it and 30 minutes later, I'd be like passed out, like routinely, like every single time I had it, I'd be in bed 30 minutes later. So that's what I kept it for. And uh, since then, I've alternated to high CBN RSO, which uh, fills that same role pretty well. Uh, You just have to take it a little bit sooner. I think like an hour and a half to two hours, ideally, before you want to go to bed. But uh, it keeps me down pretty well through the night, if and when I'm having a hard time sleeping. But yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. i gotta figure out a way to show my plants um because now i got a feeling like i just described my plants as like a disaster and everybody's gonna be like oh my god this was like some disaster my plants look pretty good but i got a camera i'm on a desktop i have a camera plugged into like a wire into my desktop and it's this thing that i can move around i think y'all are using like your phones and stuff like i'm on my laptop okay yeah mine was
6: an ipad Oh, okay. right now. you no, gotta
0: talk to no. Weed nerd dwc because they have the craziest setup with like cell phones and stuff where their old cell phones act as like cameras for their grow and they can yeah. stream it live into while they're talking on like the stream like oh here's tent number two and like this is a live cap like yeah you know, actual yeah. view of my plants right now I'm jimmy up. give us
4: camera for
3: <laughs> i'm not well enough set up and i would i'm like old school that i'm like thinking about hardwiring stuff but my tent's in this room that i'm sitting and i can hear it i don't know if you guys can hear it like chugging but it, it's like on the other side of this curtain all the way at the other end of the the room there but there's no way i could like take the camera there so i'll try to figure that out maybe maybe next week just next week we're getting towards you know what you can audience. do doc yeah, is right.
0: you could take your phone and then uh, click the link from your cell phone and join from Zoom and walk in there with your camera and be on, like you can be on two calls at one time. Yeah. Eagle does That's, this sometimes on uh, Talking on Shit on with Eagle.
3: And now you're making things hard. Now I'd have to figure out how to like, because I'm like logged into my Dr. Coco Zoom on my desktop computer and stuff. Yeah, uh, it
4: might be a little complex. yeah, but yeah something.
3: into that. But I'll, I'll try to figure out. So there's a way that I can take you to my tent at the other end of the room. Like, or
0: if you make a post on your Instagram, we could share the screen and then you. Or can this show it new, like,
3: yeah, I know, right? Or when I get my new room built finally in my garage, I will try to think about you know rigging up a camera that I can go to like camera B on and flip a switch. That would be cool. I'll do that. Or
0: or make a. Uh, grow journal on dot cannabis.com and then we could I, go to that I website one, yeah, i
3: haven't updated it since they were seedlings though i'm bad about that like i said i've been running like behind this whole grow
0: it's just, all good i know that's like the, the last ability. thing i would do I'm is take make photos a much better
3: effort with the nygc i will say i will say that
0: it's good to set goals and uh try and stick to them
3: yeah and exactly
0: i uh have been kind of endlessly lost with velvet punch the last few years i grew the f1s i fell in love i actually liked the jack spike punch i think it was a little more potent but i sent those back to the original breeder but i also really liked the velvet punch so i made the f2s sent them out to a bunch of people now i'm on the f3s the first run i talked about i was doing a stress test and now this run i'm growing velvet punch f3 again but i'm babying them i'm like trying to treat them like queens that they are and trying to get them grow as fast as possible as vigorous as possible and it's just so funny to see how much more vigorous they are when you get them in like proper soil mixes proper lighting uh proper watering giving them right microbes and all that stuff and they're just like thriving and happy and just bushy and green and just oh they look so much happier and healthier like my cat's not messing with the uh, cabinet as much I think he knows uh, my little rasta ganja farmer over with there he always messes with them like when they're like drought stress for some reason I really think that he senses like oh these plants need water like go open it up and whenever I check it ends up they actually end up needing it but so when I was doing the stress testing he was always messing with the cabinet that they were in but now that I'm growing I'm like ideally he maybe once a day wants to check on them. like maybe and like I'll pull like a lower leaf off and give it to him and he eats and he's happy but uh it's definitely fascinating to see when you take the same set of seeds grow it in a non-ideal environment and then you grow it in an ideal environment how they can yeah. pretty much like double or even triple in growth rate and like uh it's it's really amazing how fast this yeah. grows when ideally cultivated
3: oh yeah i mean that, that's been the case with my current growth. It's sort of like i wasn't exactly dialed in on everything ideal earlier it slowed things down a lot so yeah i agree
0: it is uh you are rewarded handsomely for getting everything dialed in. And uh, when you make the effort to do it, all right, it, it pays off handsomely. And uh, yeah. speaking of that, somebody who does it very well, very often is Spartan grown. I don't know at this time in the show, you typically got to give your final thoughts and shout out. So you could uh, take care of the dogs and refill your trays and stuff before Michigan bros grow show. I was very happy to have you back this week. I know you were feeling the best last week, so uh, very thankful to have you again and uh, go ahead and take it away.
1: Thanks. Um, yeah, I was, uh, sorry to chat i haven't been smoking as much i'm trying to get back get my lungs back in order to be able to smoke more but i still get having coughing fits but other than that i think fully pretty much recovered so i should be back next week thanks for uh, having me guys i really appreciate uh just sitting down and talking to you guys i you know when you miss it it fucking it really uh takes forever for the next one to come around it seems like (laughs) so uh uh, hopefully I won't miss any more. Shout out to chat. Uh, it's always been uh, always been a pleasure uh, watching chat. They've had uh, a whole nother conversation going on this whole time <laughs> that we were having this conversation going on. So uh, it's cool to check in on that here and there. Uh, otherwise, you can catch me on the uh, Mr. Rose Grow Show here coming up in about 15 minutes. And uh, I don't know, man, I just been out of the game for too long i'm fucking floundering here so i'll just <laughs> have a have a great night and everybody keep on growing man <laughs> i put some smoke right, in there for buddy. you
6: brother.
0: peace out spartan have a great one i put some smoke in the air and my green Better screen man. actually uh, blocked me out there for a second with the bong grip but yeah always great having spartan growing on absolutely i think uh next week we'll probably i'm gonna try and find some uh grow science stuff to uh, send to the panel, and then we can go through that because it is really fun to go through a specific article uh, that's kind of modern in the cannabis space, evaluating their claims and try and find some good ones. Maybe we'll do multiple, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. And then the week after that, we'll probably do some more chat Q and A stuff just to give people a heads up of what is coming. And
3: uh, yeah, the week I, after that is going to be Christmas Day,
0: so we probably may not be going live
3: probably not yeah, yeah I was wondering because Christmas is on a Sunday this year and yeah it's in exactly two weeks like next week is the week before Christmas but yeah on, on the 25th um I don't know are we doing a show on the 25th I'm probably not going to be available
0: yeah I don't necessarily think I will be either but uh we'll maybe do a game time decision but just given the chat heads up that as many of you probably won't be there either uh many of us might not be there and we might just take that week off and uh who knows maybe we'll have a few dedicated individuals if they at that time of day feel like showing up and doing a show and we can throw it together so oh, i'm well not gonna we'll be here next cancel week. it for sure you know,
3: everybody's gotta show up next week damn it
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you heard it here first we're here the week before christmas and uh all the other holidays as well shout out to uh hanukkah coming up on the 17th going to celebrate with the or 18th yeah, maybe. That'll
3: be pretty much next week we'll celebrate that Second day of Hanukkah next week. And then the the following week will be New Year's Day, which is when the New Year's Grow Challenge starts. I think it's a holiday for some other reason, too, but I think it's mainly that it's the start of the New Year's Grow Challenge.
0: I think there's something about a ball drop in somewhere by Tao, but I think... Pretty much yeah. most people know the. Well, New we Year's use Grow that,
3: that. That indicates that it's time to drop your seeds in the New Year's Grow shops. That's why they do that ball drop. I don't know if you knew that before. Yeah, it was a lot of money to get the idea. It's but... like lowering into the water, <laughs> into the which water, is you know? when you put your seeds in the water. I mean, that's what that's all about. That's the symbolism.
6: That's yes, true. You know? and Nature happy, always finds happy. a way. And happy Festivus for the rest of us as well. So don't forget everybody. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's Kwanzaa and some other ones. And whatever
6: well. else. Yeah, whatever else your family might be celebrating.
3: The, summers are the winter
2: solstice. Or for those who don't They'll celebrate Celebrate anything.
6: the winter solstice. Is, you know, coming up on the 21st. Yeah.
2: Festivus oh, is my, my favorite.
6: <laughs> airing of the Grievances is one of my favorite days. Oh, we,
3: we could do the Airing of the Grievances on this show. I think that would make it an, for an interesting episode.
0: I think that was tonight, oh. at the beginning of the show, was the Airing of the Grievances <laughs> with, uh, at least with uh, the cup situations
3: there we go
0: well i think we all went around the garden updates does anybody have anything uh, new or exciting coming up in the last we got about 10 or so months
3: so i did uh, i did my latest part test premiere video today um earlier if you haven't seen that you can check it out but that's Can all. you
0: give us a teaser? Who was the brand? Oh, that
3: was the the little Metacro light. So uh, the Metacro mini sun to 320 watt, but they also got like a 150 watt. So a lot of guys have been asking about that. MetaGrow has only made lights that were over 700 watts for like years. So finally they've made smaller lights. And yeah, it's my first review of one of them. What's
0: its physical footprint? How large is the actual light?
3: The actual light is about two feet by two feet designed to cover a, a space about three feet by three feet i haven't measured it but that's just sort of like you know off rough my head yeah about about two feet by two feet
0: and you'll wow. find out the specifics if you check out dr mj's youtube and you uh, watch okay, review he's very good about far. including all that stuff and uh yeah. many many other things like the uh stuff that you want to know like par and what it actually draws and uh yeah. all the pertinent data
3: the distribution of light across the intended canopy area and you know how expensive it's going to be versus how much light it it puts out those are at this point that's what differentiates lights in the market basically is how well they distribute a good density of light across their intended target area and how much you got to pay for them i mean Uh, that's where the product differentiation is that matters. Uh, Obviously efficiency matters too, but the the difference in efficiency from the top of the market, to the bottom of the market has gotten so much tighter than it used to be. Um, So still, if you wanna get a good light, I mean, you should pay attention to a few more things, but the meat and potatoes is the distribution of, of photons, the good density and how much it's gonna cost.
0: The beauty is, even the people that can't afford uh, the best lights or good lights are, st- even the the brands that are making like quote unquote like knockoff, unless you get like really really bad old ones from like Amazon somewhere. Right. Um, there's still some like Fair nasty blurples. blurples. Stay yeah. clear of blurples, but if you get like white diode LEDs, yeah, in today's society, like it's gonna be growing some pretty decent cannabis. Like even the the brands that are much smaller and have, don't have the customer service and all the other yeah, build you know, quality, quantum and stuff board might not
3: styles. Be the lowest that, that I've ever seen on a quantum board, that's like 1.7, 1.7, 1.8. Um, you know, and then most quantum boards are coming in right around 2 to 2.1. Uh, that, that's 20% difference. It's not 100% difference. It's it's marginal, like you say. So from the top to the bottom of the market there. And the LED bar fixtures, you, you're pretty much starting at about 2 now and going up from there. So you're right like the efficacies it used to be a big reason to buy a light i still think it's a reason to pay attention to but pay attention to the par map fundamentally you're buying a par map with, with your grow light and then how much does that par map cost right how much do you have to pay to get
2: that par map yeah i'm planning on uh, as i mentioned a few shows back i'm planning on getting starting with one for this four by four tent and i was gonna Direct message doc and and see which light you would recommend and just go off of that. You know, way more than me, so it's cool that I know a guy. and I was hoping maybe you'd give me a good reference. Uh, Like Jack kind of said, I don't want to kind of have to make you tell me what's the best one, you know what I mean? With all the stuff you do, you know, a lot depends on on how you
3: want to use it. And in the grow situation, like like yours, Noah, yeah, I'd want to talk to you about straight up like what's the coverage, what's the the characteristics of the room, and what kind of hanging light do you want to have to work with? Um, you know. Uh, all of those things come in and there may be different specific lights that you would want based sure.
6: on. That. So absolutely hit me up. I'd be happy to talk to you about that. Thank you very much. And yeah, for those of you who don't have a direct line to Dr. MJ Coco. So let's say you see a light that you might want to purchase. You go yep. to, you go to Coco for cannabis, you go to the grow light calculator and you, there's a drop-down menu and you find your light on there and you could, click on that it has yeah. the youtube presentation at the palm map, and sometimes it does the paw map in two different heights yeah and you can read everything about it learn all about it and then compare it to another one and see which one is cheaper in price to you or you know and yeah it's really awesome doc i gotta <laughs> say because i was messed with it like two weeks ago and i just couldn't believe how easy and yeah it really is That's uh cool. awesome source I, I,
3: I'm really happy to be, hear that. I love everybody that loves the the calculator and the whole resource. I mean, I do a lot of work to sort of build all that data and keep loading more and more data into there. So it becomes a more and more useful resource for everybody. But uh, so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that feedback.
0: I'll say to put a, another kind of stamp on that is somebody asked me what's the best light for the thing. And they're like, I'm thinking about getting one in like you know, six months or three weeks or however long. And I'm like... I could tell you a light now and it's not going to be the same light. So I'm going to tell you to go check out Dr. MJ's uh, grow light calculator and guide because he's constantly updating it. So if he finds a better one, it's going to get posted on there and then you can go and find it. So like what I tell you today might be different than what I tell you in three weeks or in a month or in two months or in six months. So it's good to have the full information, at least what you've at least gone through, which is a pretty substantial amount of lights that are on the market right now that are in people's price ranges. So, and you've reviewed everything from like the most expensive to some of the more entry level stuff yep. and everything uh, size wise from larger like four by four five by five to smaller stuff as well so uh, anybody out there who's interested mm-hmm. i definitely agree with the american one to uh check it out because appreciate it guys why, why go get uh, scammed by some of these led manufacturers will have a website that says that they have way better performance than they do and then you might think oh this is a great product and i'm gonna get so much for my money and maybe i'll even pay more for it because um, they're advertising it as this really great thing but then if you look at the independent reviews like doc doesn't own any light he doesn't sell the lights these are all third party manufacturers like he just reviews them so he doesn't have a there's another person out there, unfortunately. Like they sell lights, and they also reviewed them. So I guess some people could say that that person was biased. He even posted the to his credit. Migro, he would post lights that were better than his. So I think that he did right. a pretty fair job testing, and I think that your testing methods and uh, processes are similar. But I think that you took his thing and, and made it a little. You elevated the process, and because you don't have the bias, uh, people should and can trust you. Like all
3: your other resources have been
0: science based. So this is it's just following up with that. You base it on the science. And that's what the people need now, not uh bro science when it comes to their hard-earned dollar, something yep. that's going to sit in their grow room for years. Like I still have my grow light that I got at the time. It was the most efficient. Now it's just barely hanging in there. Uh, it's a little above the efficiency that you just quoted for the one light, but it's still crushing it like years later. And I'm really happy with it. I'm going to replace it at some point when I've got the little, you know, extra cash around and uh, a good deal comes up maybe next black Friday <laughs> or whatever uh, on one of these lights, but it's good to know that uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there and it will last you a few years and grow you lots of great candles. Most people I'm... ROI on the first okay.
6: harvest. Let me say something about right. what you just checked or sorry. Go ahead. No, Scott, I was going to ask about the only thing you really can test, right, is the longevity of a light over 10 years or five or 10 years because you don't, you know, that would take a five year span before you could do a review. So, do you have any insights right. on perhaps what? manufacturers might be more sturdy or more long lasting in your opinions or with LEDs about the same for
3: longevity is going to be a function of you know how much power you're pushing through the diodes see i've been talking about this a lot lately diode count really matters with LEDs um you know look for a, a, a higher diode count relative to the wattage um, that means that there's less power going through each individual diode and they will add, that'll be more efficient and that'll last longer so check it, out doc's video
0: on the girl Light science he covers this perfectly like yeah, exactly science- it, it it gives you an answer that will make you a more informed consumer so like you can look like oh is right. there five diodes four diodes or three diodes how many diodes per watt and then you go from there and then work back that's only one
6: aspect of longevity if they're using aluminum wiring instead of copper wiring or some, some that's also like that. true yeah. yeah
3: and whether or not or gold yeah. wiring, oh. especially inside the diet right, so, um when yeah, yeah. the
0: drivers are using
3: right there's a lot of yeah, factors the overall the overall fixture there's you know because longevity really yeah. has been something that to be perfectly honest over the last couple of decades there's been significant improvements in efficiency. So a lot of growers that bought lights five years ago are replacing Want them new now ones. because yeah. there's more efficient lights now and it makes sense to replace them. So the longevity wasn't as big of a factor, but we're not going to see right. that kind of in- increases in efficiency because we're already at 80, 85% and we were down yeah. 40% before. So there's a lot of room to improve when you're at 40%. When you're at 85%, you're running out of room to improve your efficiency so yep. you know, you want your lights to last longer now. The the longevity is gonna be sort of more of a fact <laughs> because it's not gonna be that we're just gonna replace them in three, four, five years, anyways, because the technology is gonna be so much better in three, four, five years. Right. And that's another interesting thing. The technology is not gonna be so much better in three, four, five years. Like we're at 85% efficiency not in terms of how much power we're putting in and how much light energy we're getting out the other side. You you can't go above 100%.
0: Charging efficiencies are only like 90 when you're in like supercharging for like a electric vehicle and like a right. short one foot cord. And they're trying to pump as much power through something with like a, you know, the most efficient way possible. They're only getting in the 90s at the very, very best exactly. situation. Some of them are much lower. So the so, fact that we're 80 with light is pretty impressive because it's producing something else. It's changing... The yeah, right. We're moving from light.
3: electricity to light. So what's the gain? Be lost. It, the the tiny bit, even if we're going to improve the efficiency at all from here, it, it's going to be really a small gain, and it's going to be an expensive gain. So like we're there in right. terms of what we can expect from efficiency. Now we're looking at how how expensive is it how long is it going to last those High factors point. are yeah. becoming more relevant but that, that really being
0: said patients. it is about coming up to the six o'clock hours so i want to pass it to brandon rust for his final thoughts and shout out
3: hey
5: what's going on yep uh i appreciate being here um as always uh it's a good time talking to everybody uh you guys can check out the website uh bokashi earthworks.com if you guys need any fertilizers microbes uh amendments and i will see everybody next week.
0: Great having you. Next
2: up, Noah the Grower. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh I had a great time. Uh, I didn't know a whole I've just seen a little bit on social media, but it was uh interesting to hear about all that. And then I liked hearing about everyone's grows and uh hearing about Doc getting ready to make his stuff a grow space and seeing some of towels grow and so on. I had a great time. Uh, yeah, I'm Noah the growing. I'll see everybody next week.
0: Have a great one, Noah. Great having you. Uh, next up we've got Dr. MJ.
2: Hey
3: guys, it was fun. Jack. I enjoyed the show. I, yeah, I hadn't heard as much about the the whole controversy out in Oklahoma. And, um, that was interesting. I think it is interesting to think about sort of what we would want out of these types of cups and, I, I think we should pursue the idea of of doing a meet up sort of smoke out session with our our loyal cheap home grow community and saw them chatting in, in the chat about you know jumping on the party train from the east coast out to, to do a meet up I think that that kind of stuff would be fun. Um, always fun talking about lights and everything else I really appreciate the support from from my fellow panelists and from everybody on the chat and the community and. Um, I wanted to say, I just saw Smart Poker and Crispy want to be talking about it. We are doing our End of Grow Awards actually here in about half an hour. Um, this is just a chat room thing. So if you're in the PTGC or if you've been growing along with us or you just want to see what we do in these grow challenges, head over to the Cocoa for Cannabis chat room and we're going to be awarding our End of Grow Awards for best journal, best grow me, best recovery and the winner of the Party Cup Challenge. So um check that out. Grower love, everyone. And I'll see you guys next week.
0: See you next week. And we we'll have Matthew Gates.
4: Yeah, that's right. Matthew Gates, IPM specialist. You can check me out if you need help. Professional inquiries at xenthanol.com. You can also check out a lot of free educational information about pests and plant health on my YouTube channel, xenthanol, the same one I talk
6: in the chat. Have a good one, everyone.
0: Thank you so much for joining us as always. And last and certainly not least, the American
6: one. You know, you always say that, Jack, but you're truly last and definitely not least. So thanks for hosting. Thanks for everyone coming on the panel. Always good to see you guys, hear you guys and talk about cannabis and all the things about it. Good to see everyone in chat. I'm the American one and second to last and uh, have a great one, everyone. We'll check you out next week.
0: Always a pleasure having you. I was just bragging up Amy Aces today. Uh, Somebody was asking me for a cheesy strain. And I was like, well, you know, Big Buddha is kind of known for it, but I would just go to Tao, get that Amy Aces, man. I had a killer cheesy, if you know it. After it cured, it was kind of a little lemony and uh, rubbery up front. But when it cured, it was pure fucking cheese and uh very very cheesy so if you're looking for something so. cheese you can definitely look at the amy aces for sure so uh cheers to you Tao. A pleasure having you as always and i guess certainly i am last the host it'd be uh, weird to introduce myself but i i will we'll let you know where you can find me uh, at jack greenstock on cannabis and instagram jack underscore greenstock on twitter and if you want to email me jack greenstock 47 at gmail.com thank you all i know some i i am more of a positivity person so i don't like to get super deep into the drama But so much of this was exposed through like memes and stuff that people don't necessarily understand unless they're involved with it. So they get more questions and it causes more confusion. And like Doc said, sometimes then the name gets out there and then maybe it becomes known and people don't know why it's known. So I think it should be important that we know about the maybe uh, wrongdoings or mishandlings and uh, try and expose, shine some light on it. Light is the cure, you know, Uh, more conversation, more light cures the issues right so yeah. that's what i think we're trying to do tonight this isn't about bashing people this is trying to expose what happened and figure out what went wrong so we can do it better in the future and i can't wait until we can do chief home grow meetups uh just even getting to meet people and just coming together to smoke whatever the other reasons like all of that stuff aside just getting to meet the great community out there is something that i'm 100 for and looking
2: forward to in the future so hope everybody yeah. has a great week and we'll catch you all next week jack greenstock signing out